What's up, you fucks? I say the term fucks as a term of endearment, so please do not think that by me saying, hey, what's up, you fucks, I am trying to insult anybody, because I love you guys, and I appreciate you listening. Here we are with part 15 of Friends Till the End. On this particular installment of the show, I have previous guest of Who Will Survive, a man known as Boz. You would have heard him on, I believe, the sixth episode, but I'm not sure and I don't feel like going back to look it up when we talked about Boz's favorite movie in the entire world, Deathgasm, and also a little movie called The Devil's Candy. Uh, Boz is a big fan of metal and, and metal movies, thought that made a cool pairing, and since he is kind of known amongst our circle of friends as the Deathgasm guy, I was like, well, we gotta get the Deathgasm guy to talk about Deathgasm. Anyways, uh, that was a pretty cool episode. It was early in our podcast career and he was one of our first guests, and I kind of talked about that in this in this show about how it was nice to be accepted by more veteran podcasters like him and Bo and some of our earlier guests on the show. So the reason I had Boz come on this time was because he has, has really gotten himself heavily involved in this DDPY, also known as Diamond Dallas Page Yoga program, uh, first as a participant in the program, and now he has elevated himself to a a uh, level one instructor I believe and is working on further certification but it, this this has really become a huge part of his life where he is uh, teaching classes and he is promoting the program and he is living the life and he is trying to to reach people who are in really bad physical situations and need something to start out with where they don't feel like it's an impossible hill to climb and I, th- I think this is a really cool type of program that it offers something special to everybody, whether 
you're a full-blown athlete and a gym rat or you're somebody who is completely out of shape, overweight, and can barely move, uh, there's there's a starting point for everybody in this. And it's, it's a very inclusive thing. It's a, a very um, positive set of fundamentals that go along with this. And I had heard a lot of talk about this program, not only from him, but I actually heard Diamond Dale's page on, on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I had heard other people talking about this and just was really interested to kind of learn more about that. And that's sort of what this Friends Till the End show has evolved into is me trying to read between the lines of what my podcaster friends are talking about or what I know of their lives and to have them come on and, and talk about their other things that interest me or that might interest other people or things that I don't know so much about. And, uh, you know, I, I, I work out on a regular basis. I, I run many days a week and I did a little bit of yoga through some like just YouTube video series and stuff. And I think that it's a great program. It's something that I wish I could make more time and energy to do that in addition to things that I already do. Uh, it's just hard to find time to do more of anything at this point, whether it's more podcasting, more of any other hobby, more exercise. You know, it's just there's only so much time you can commit to everything that you want to do. But I, I think that it's a, a fantastic program for people who are trying to find something that they're afraid to, to start something that's too hard to stick with. And, and I think that's something that we kind of talk about too is, is that ability to not only start getting yourself into something, but to find the drive to keep going back to it. It's, it's, it's easy to quit smoking, to start a new diet, to start working out, to start a new hobby, to do something positive with your life. But the hard part is to stick with that and to keep coming back to it and to do it on the days when you don't feel good and do it on the days when you're tired and do it on the days when you're pissed off about something or you just have barely enough time to fucking get it done. Um, I, I can speak from experience of just being heavily involved in, in distance running now that there's been days where I'm like, okay, I have an hour and 10 minutes and I can go out. I could run for 40 minutes, rip all my shit off, hang it up, jump in the shower, quick, be out the door in exactly the right amount of time and, and still sweating from my run, hopping into my car, blasting the air conditioning, headed off to my next adventure. But just knowing that I had to get that 40 minutes in or the max amount that I could commit to it that day. And uh, it's, it's not easy, but once you sort of become obsessed with it and it becomes a part of your life and it becomes indoctrinated into your routine, then I think that you cross into that territory of not that you want to do it, but that you almost have to do it. And obviously that can become unhealthy too. And I'm not going to get into how much is too much of anything because I've been known to overdo it on certain things or to go a little too hard sometimes. But, you know, we all have our own personalities and, and our own ways of dealing with everything. But I think this is a, a really good show. I, I loved hearing his stories of how he had let himself go in a similar capacity to how I did. And I tell a little bit of my background in that same same facet and and how he came across the idea and how he had kind of gotten started and stopped and the couple things that had happened along the way that really influenced him to dig deeper and push a little bit harder and to, to stick with this thing and make it a part of his life now. And I think, you know, there's, there's something, there's something to be said for that because it obviously is personal to me, as I've said already here. And as I say during the show, it's something that I had gone through myself where I had let myself go and, and got into a bad place 
and didn't feel good mentally, didn't feel good physically, didn't feel good just all around in, in any form. And in a strange sort of way, by doing hard shit that makes you feel like shit at the time, makes you feel a whole lot fucking better afterwards. So it's, it's one of these t- tough ideas where you have to really embrace the difficulty and the struggle and the, and the, the hard part of, of doing all of this to then have the benefits later of feeling great because you had accomplished it and because your body is working properly and your brain is functioning properly and you are less stressed and whatever other benefit you might get from it. Um, it's, 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 it's tough. I, I've, I've sort of pushed my feelings of how I wish people would try to exercise a little more and stuff on the show and I'm not, I, I don't like to come off as a pushy person and I don't just walk around all day shaming fat people telling them they need to fucking exercise and eat a salad and whatever that's not me I, I want people to live their best lives and if they feel like that's their best life doing what they're doing I'm not going to stand in the way of that and I'm certainly not going to be someone to, to shame somebody for any um, any choice that they make or any lifestyle that they choose or any lifestyle that they don't choose but that they just live or are. I'm, I'm a very open-minded person about all that. But I do think there's a lot of people that are, are depressed or are sad about things or are having a hard time clearing their head about things or have a lot of anxiety that if they could find something like DDP yoga, something like lifting weights, like CrossFit, like long distance running, whatever it might be, uh, it, it really does make a huge difference. And you, you start to just develop these minor victories and those minor victories lead to positive pathways within your brain that makes you feel better about other things in your life then too. Makes you feel like you're not always failing at something when you can just get these little wins but enough about that bullshit we talk about that plenty in the show so you will hear me talk more about that kind of thing and i'm sure that's not the last time on this show that you're going to hear me talk about how wonderful the benefits of exercise are and if you're somebody who does not exercise and you're like all right shut the fuck up already i get it i i fucking need to exercise asshole good for you i'm sorry i don't mean to sound pushy about it i really am not that kind of person i just find something that I get a lot of benefit from and I want to share it with the world. So if you are still listening and I have not completely alienated you yet, please listen to our other shows, our other friends within the podcast networks of which we exist. We are lucky and proud to be a part of three different podcast networks with many other great shows featuring many other great topics. And those podcast networks are the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network, That is the Legion Podcast Network, and that is also the Padded Room Podcast Network. Uh, All all of these groups have great people which do a wide variety of shows covering many different things from all over the world, really, and and just a lot of cool perspective and, and all really cool people that have started to become friends with me outside of just the podcasting circle and just talking about our lives and other shit like that. So... Please support our friends and our co-podcast network people. I don't know what the right term for that is. So without further ado, I give to you, friends till the end, part 15 with Boz.
then it was funny because I started to try to lift weights again at home. I just do like basic, I have uh, a couple of dumbbells and like one kettlebell, the chin-up bar, some bands, mm. like stuff like that to do basic body weight stuff, whatever I can, you know. Mm. And uh, I'm like, oh, I got to start doing this stuff again. And so I started doing it. The first day that I worked out, I was, I was, I felt so weak. Like I had to down, I had to, uh, to lower my weights to a lower weight because I couldn't do all the same stuff with the same weight that I had been doing before. <laughs> so I had to take weight off of the dumbbells. And then because I'm used to killing myself as a, as a distance runner, I pushed myself so hard through the workout that I was shot for like three days afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I just burned out every muscle in my upper body. It's not quite the same, yeah. You're a bit more pacing there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm used to just pushing through pain. This is nothing. But I forgot that it doesn't work the same way. Yeah, most people get accused of skipping leg day. You miss, like, rest of body. Yeah, month. I miss upper body day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I have one upper body day a week. I actually started doing it with my son, so that's kind of a cool thing that we do together. Oh, cool. He's, uh, I, I throw in a little bit of leg stuff, but he's he's been trying to play... Well, we call it foot, football, but, you know, American football. No, it's football. So, it's football. <laughs> the other thing is soccer. It has another name. Football <laughs> is football. Soccer is soccer. Or the footy. Yeah. <laughs> and one's fun to watch and one isn't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although, it, that could be argued if you want to talk about the Super Bowl. But, uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, don't, don't, don't bring that up. I'd managed to forget. Sure, sure. Well, <sighs> it's my team, honestly. Personally. Well, yeah, I, I know that's your team. And the other thing is, <laughs> is here in Buffalo, we are we are huge Tom Brady haters. Oh, like, right. There's there's a history between like obviously we're in the same division as them, mm. so they we play them twice a year, every game. All they talk about is how awesome Tom Brady is, and we have to fucking listen to it and watch him roll <laughs> over our shitty team for like ten years, mm. and. On top of all that, he, there's been a couple times where he's he's publicly said some things a little bit disparaging towards the city. So, yep, so <laughs> people really take that personally. So yeah. he's, he is not well liked in Buffalo. So it was like a double sting because just watching Tom Brady win another Super Bowl really, mm. really uh, chaffs us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. One one year I'll be able to watch it and they will win the time I watch it. Just I'm holding to that hope that it happens in my lifetime. But so yeah. far, I've not managed to witness it once. Because <laughs> the one time it happened, I couldn't watch it. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. the next day. Yeah, I know. I was really rooting for them. I, I thought that thought they had a chance. I don't know. It just seemed like they they were awestruck by the big stage or something. I don't know. I mean, it was it was a game of two defenses, and the the, the Rams' defense were amazing. Oh yeah. Um, I just think the. The offense just had a bit more going for them, and and more experience, and obviously, you know, they've done it so many times and won it so many times. They, mm-hmm. it's just put easier for them to visualize it happening. Even you know, what I mean, it could be as simple as that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Sure, sure. Mm. Well, we aren't here just to talk about football. We are <laughs> here to talk about your podcast. So, well, not just your podcast, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast for people who may not have heard you on the episode a little over a year ago. <laughs> okay, I think I, I bored everybody with my history on that one. But um, <laughs> well, um, you could do the short version. 
well yeah my much lamented podcast which i think had three episodes last year or something um <laughs> we're not it, we, we did discuss it going away entirely and we can't do it we love it we love our horror it is our only horror outlet i will continue to go to horror festivals sure so even if it's only horror festivals i get to review it will be something mm-hmm. um but when the dust settles with everything else in life, I am hoping to find time to get back to some kind of uh, schedule with it. Uh, that's a little pod of horrors in case people didn't know. Um, sure, sure. And now is, is the, this is something you guys started a really long time ago too, right? So it's been going. Remember. It's well, Gogzy, uh, my co-host, he actually started the show back when I was still doing my first podcast. Here goes nothing, and we basically got to the end of that. We couldn't keep it going for various personal reasons. So we did a big wind down live show for that podcast and Gogsy was in the chat room and he was like, oh, I'm going to miss your show. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and he he basically had been running the little pot of horrors from Edinburgh in um, Scotland okay, because that's where he's from. And uh, he then moved to Indiana. OK, and, quite a transplant. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, for love. It's, just, it's a lovely story, uh, but basically just up and left. And he just recorded actually a massive Alien franchise review, a okay. rather drunken one, uh, <laughs> with our friend Andrew, who still lives in the Scotland area, um, and our other friend Rick, who does Starbase sixty six, which is a quite well known podcast. And yeah, they did this drunken rambling for five hours. It was on a hard disk, and it got lost in the move, so he never got to put it out. And he got disheartened, oh, no. and he basically shelved the podcast. Life was busy; he was creating a new life, so he's like, ah, just forget it. So. We're winding ours down. His have been off the air for five months or something. Sure. And I was thinking, you know, I'm going to miss podcasting. I didn't want to stop. We just couldn't do our show. So he was on the chat. and said, Gogsy, tell you what, I'll do you a deal. If you bring back The Little Pod of Horrors, I'll co-host it with you. Okay. Thinking, perfect excuse to watch more horror movies because I wasn't doing enough of that either. Oh, yeah. It will definitely um, push you to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was like, absolutely. So we started it then. Um, and we had a sort of famous rivalry in that he didn't like... He doesn't like the Evil Dead uh, films, <laughs> so it's like a, uh, it's a comedy bit we do where we argue about it, and we did like a trailer about us, me having locked him in the basement and stuff like that. Um, uh, but weirdly, actually, when he started Pod of Horrors before that, going back even further, I was actually the second guest he ever had, and we talked about Midnight Meat Train with Vinnie Jones, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was streaming with Cold, um, but I think I'm still on the feed actually. But anyway. So I sort of had this history with the show anyway, but when Gogsy started doing it, what I loved was his professionalism, his approach on the social media and, you know, all the putting the logos out and the web pages and all that kind of stuff. He just, he did it so proficiently and so professionally and sure, sure. produced such a good show. Uh, much like you and Marco yourselves, when you started, you had the audio quality, you had the, you know, the, the attention to detail that I really like straight off yeah, the bat. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, yeah, for sure. And I thought that's something I could, I'd be really happy to be associated with. Right. Um, but then, you know, life is just life and we have periods where we do really well putting shows out and then you'll get months between shows and we've come and gone, we've come and gone and our listeners are used to it. If they get a show, they get a show. If they don't, they'll get one yeah. eventually, they'll sit back and wait. <laughs> so. Well, your, uh, your other host is also from a different region too, right? From Finland, I think. Yeah, so there was a time uh, Gogsy was like, his life was just crazy. He said, I can't really do it. I wanted to keep the shows coming out because I've built some momentum. I was going to film festivals. I've made some merch. I was trying to get the show regularity and profile up. Right. And me and Timo just always love talking about whatever. You know, it's just always easy. Right. So I said, do you want to come on and, you know, be a host? Um, 
and you know it, with his usual enthusiasm yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he he generally comes on and says it was good i liked it <laughs> yeah a man of few words yeah it's a team review but he has the most amazing voice <laughs> the bass yeah. tones and yeah and he's a funny fucker so he, he does <laughs> yeah well i think you know between the fact that you you guys have done this for a long time so in, in a way i feel like the newness does wear off of things at a certain point and it becomes mm. just less of a priority like you just don't make the time for things and we were talking a little bit before we had started about how i have have really dialed back the whole toy photography thing that i do mm. and it's not that i don't love doing it it's not that i don't still want to do it i still have the camera i still have 200 fucking action figures sitting all around me in my <laughs> office here it's just how do i have time to record podcasts edit podcasts watch movies play with my dog hang out with my kid go Run to work marathons. yeah <laughs> run several hours a week you know it's just it's hard to make time for things and i think when something become when when the honeymoon phase is over it's it's easy to kind of get away from that a little bit and i think uh, we'll we'll get to something later that you have really thrown yourself into that is a much more involved and life-changing type of a situation yeah. as opposed to just sitting around watching movies and talking about them on the computer <laughs> you know which there's nothing wrong with that it's 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 fucking awesome it's fun to do uh, you know, I, I've brought people in myself and they've been like, oh, this is awesome. I love doing this, you know, so it's it's uh, it's understandable. Plus the fact that you guys live in these different regions. And so the, the syncing up is even harder to do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> obviously, as you get older, you have less and less free time, it seems like. So mm. um, I don't know if any of the guys have kids. Obviously, that throws a wrench into things. Yeah. Uh, luckily my schedule with my kids is pretty flexible and work and Marco's kid has actually grown up and his schedule is pretty flexible. So there's, there's a three hour time difference, but I can hit him up on short notice and be like, Hey, can you record at five o'clock your time in three days? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So he's like well, a perfect I mean, co-host for my randomness. <laughs> but the time difference of Potter horror seems like nothing because um, obviously the other podcast I do on Legion network with, <laughs> with yes. Court and the Witch is like that's our anathema show because it like it takes so much scheduling for us to be able to do that because oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's literally it's a it's 11 p.m. for me which is mm -hmm. 5 p.m. for Court which is 9 a.m. for the Witch so he's and that's Saturday morning for him so we make him get up early on Saturday morning drink a mm -hmm. coffee try and be funny and entertaining and not too grumpy about the shit movie we made him watch or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, and I know I actually have a recording with him scheduled soon <laughs> and it's 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 difficult because from here to there it's like 13 hours difference or something so yes <laughs> basically it has to be night and morning for mm -hmm. one or the other person yeah and you know weekday weekend <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah it's, yeah so it's it definitely tricky schedule. when you start playing time travel mm. uh, and and it sucks because there's a lot of cool people in Australia I want to talk to we have a oh, yeah. On one of our other networks, there's a, a podcast from Australia that I've been trying to find a time to pick to have the host on, and it's just, I don't know, other things keep popping up, but I have to get that one sorted out as well. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough if I've they're not flexible. Some, I've done some crazy shit for, to, to guest on podcasts, like get up yes. at 3 a.m., record until 4.30, go back to bed, and then go to work. I've done that a few times now. Yeah, it's I think when, the time when, people record. when you were on our show, I... It was much later at night when we did it, and so 
It had to have been one, two, three in the morning or something by the time we finished. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, it's not so bad because it's, it, you know, I'm a night owl anyway, so very often I won't go to, you know, I do my workouts at night, so I'm usually not going to bed to 1.32 a.m. anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But when you have to sort of get up again at 3.30, get some sleep beforehand, uh-huh. then it's like, oh, no, the witch feels. <laughs> and then, of course, when you've done a podcast and it's fun, you, you sort of leave it on a high. So then you're like, you're, your endorphins are up almost like you've done some kind of exercise. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't shut your brain off to go back Absolutely. to sleep. I, I have found that myself. I have to at least sit up for an hour after the show and do something mm. just to unwind because your your brain is going and that's... That's you know you can't just shut it off all the time so <laughs> unless you get drunk or something I suppose but <laughs> that's not the way to do it no <laughs> um, but no I think it's a cool hobby and it's something it's just like with my toy photography thing like I'm never gonna say I'm I'm well I don't want to say never but I'm I'm not at the point of saying I'm retiring from this I'm gonna sell my camera I'm not gonna do this anymore whatever it's just when I find time to do it I do it if I go and turn out uh, 20 pictures here and there over the summer and spring. Plus, with wintertime, it's like, man, I spend so much time out running and, and freezing weather and snow and busting my ass. The last thing I want to do is come home and change and put on a coat and grab some shit and go spend more time outside. Yeah. It's like, I'm not trying to... There's, there's guys that go out and shoot pictures in the snow. I don't think that they go run for an hour in the snow, though. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm done with it by the time I get home. I'm like, no, thank you. Yes. But, uh, it, I mean, it's cool, and, and the idea of making you watch more movies, that's really been the best benefit to me, because now I'm I'm really immersed myself in the independent movies, and I'm trying to find things that less people are talking about, and, and much like I know you've talked about on your shows and on OCD, especially I've heard you say how you don't really like older movies as much. Nope. And I'm much more of that same mind, because I'm not a nostalgic horror fan so much, and so... Mm. To me, it's like, give me a 2017 movie over a 1967 movie any day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all, about, <laughs> all about the new thing and where is it going. And I think I'm like that generally in life. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't sit still very well. It's like right. last weekend, we had an exhausting week. And it was like we had nothing planned for the weekend for once. Right. And we've got a hell of a lot this week coming up next week. It's just bonkers at the moment. Mm-hmm. So like, I have got, I am going to sit down and I'm going to play a game on my fucking PlayStation right. and I'm going to do nothing for a weekend. Right. I, I actually watched TV for about two hours, uh, maybe a movie and, a, and an episode or something. And I just turned to Lavinia and I said, I've got to do something. He's like, what? <laughs> what have you got to do? No, no, I said, I've just got to do something. Sure, and sure. I went next door and I started editing my vlogs that I started doing. <laughs> so nice. I just I get this sort of thing I just I need to be creating something or doing something and I I was a sloth for most of my life so this is a really weird yeah brain yeah. space I'm in right now and I think it's because um I'm physically fit probably for the first time I've ever been oh yeah yeah well, and, well, I, and, when I was younger but I suppose when you're younger you're not formed as a person so you're already all over the place um, right so I suppose I say in my adult life it's the first time I've been fit so my sure, brain yeah, yeah doesn't want to rest anymore it's really strange right and have you always been a sports fan or, or you know for a mm. while have you been a sports fan not at all oh okay because that, um, that's that's where i think a lot of like i've been a lifelong sports fan and that's where that like what's new and what's next is always for me like i don't want to talk okay. about last season i want to talk about next season. uh yeah okay you know what i mean so that's no, like a I big mean, thing to me i grew up I, all about basketball hockey football that was like my whole life so 
Okay. No, I mean, sport has really played a very small part in my life. I mean, I've just been an American football fan since I was about 11 years old. Oh, Support, yeah. Supported the same team. So the right. only... The only there's two sports I'm a, I get excited about. Uh, one is motorcycle racing for sure. obvious reasons, um, and the other one is NFL. And I don't watch all of them for either sport, if you know what I mean. So right, I, right. I, I watch a small amount okay. per season for each thing. Sure, sure. So even then, I'm not that dedicated to it. I just don't have the time, basically. Yeah, uh, but I I think there's definitely a, a space for that, and and the way that podcasting kind of pushes you into trying new things. I've I've found to really be enlightening as well. Besides the the fitness thing, which is a newer part of my life as well, but I always was was one of those. Oh, let's watch this movie again. When when I was younger, let's watch Weird Science for the fortieth time. Let's watch <laughs> Ghostbusters yeah. for the fortieth time. We well, all did and, that. And yeah, those movies are <laughs> awesome. But the, now it's like I watch a movie once and I go, hmm, do I want to watch that again? And unless it's really something fantastic that I want to dissect a little bit further in my brain or for a podcast, then no, I probably don't want to watch it again. So, yeah, I so rarely buy movies. So rarely. Right. The same thing. There's not enough. I haven't got enough time to see the movies I want to see, let alone see anything again that I've already seen. Sure, sure. Uh, the only time I do that is again. So if I'm working out and I want something on the TV, I want something I've seen. Mm-hmm. So then it's it's on there with subtitles, and I haven't yes. got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. it's just background <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I found that uh, when I don't when I don't go for a run and I opt to use the elliptical machine which I'm not a big fan of but once in a great while they settle for it I found that uh, that like martial arts and action movies are the best for that shit yes definitely lots of people kicking ass fighting like I've tried to watch <laughs> some slow burn horror movies and I'm a half an hour into it going like oh my god I want to just fucking kill myself oh, see, this I can't is so boring I'm just standing that. here horror doesn't work no I, I, yeah I don't know what it is. I think it's because of the intensity of it, but it's like... And the it, pacing is wrong, yeah. But it, even when there's a lot going on, it's like I don't want to look at gore while mm-hmm. I'm getting my heart rate up high, and it, it just it's a bad match. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Strange. Yes, unless it's gore from, like, martial arts fighting. Yeah, but that's fine. It's weird, it's a, isn't it? It's a different type of gore, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a baby cart would be fine. You know. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so... Since we've been kind of referencing the fitness stuff here, the other thing that I wanted to have you come on, besides the fact that we haven't talked in about a year, so I have been dying to find a reason to just get together and talk with you a little bit, but you have become very heavily involved in DDP yoga uh, to the point of where you and both your wife are now actually certified instructors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, coming up, probably around the time the show comes out, you will actually be in Atlanta at a big a big uh, conference or, or some kind of get-together for it, right? Yeah, basically every year. Uh, so uh, Dallas is based in the Diamond Dallas page. This is, if you don't mm-hmm. know what DDP Yoga is, it's his uh, fitness system that he developed. And they're based in Atlanta, so they built a performance center in Smyrna, Georgia. Um, okay. And that is that is where the business is run from. So every year they do a, what they call a transformation summit. Um, okay. Because this fitness system is it's synonymous now with incredible transformations. Uh, I mean, most people have seen the Arthur Borman video. It went viral, oh gosh, what, five, six, no, seven years ago now or something? It's had over 30 million views or something like that on YouTube. Sure. Um, but they, they were quite clever in that they didn't brand the a, that video. So there's a hell of a lot of people who've seen it in social media, but don't really associate it with DDP Yoga because they didn't want it to be an advert. Right. They just wanted the story out there. 
which okay. is pretty clever. And me and hundreds of other people I know now personally right. came to it because of that video. Because we saw that video, we'd given up. So, like my story, I've got, um, I've done a very physical job for 24 years now, mm -hmm. where I, my arms are above my head. Um, a lot of strength stuff with the hands, twisting things in, locking in things in place. So I've overdeveloped hand strength. RSI in the hand, the forearm. Um, the shoulders are actually, my right shoulder is deformed. It rolls inwards. Okay. So the transition between having my arm down to arm up used to be excruciatingly painful. Like someone was sticking a knife in the in the joint. Um, um, then add to that, I've got um, hereditary arthritis in both big toe joints. Uh, the main big ball joint there. And that makes walking, running, uh, driving uh, uncomfortable in mm -hmm. the extreme. So I basically, all the forms of exercise I used to manage to keep up with, I used to be a fencer, I used to play squash and tennis. Okay. Um, I loved martial arts, I used to do taekwondo, done all kinds of martial arts, I used to do Wing Chun. Um, I basically stopped all of it for various reasons and usually sure. physical pain. And my life was a roadmap of pain. I would just go to work, come back, lie in bed for an hour, on painkillers waiting for it all to come back down again yeah yeah that's not um, my life no well it wasn't good and because of that pain i relocated with my job uh, to take a more of an office role the problem with that is i was no longer running up and down ladders and carrying boxes and doing all the stuff i was doing every day so i started right. to pile the weight on because i was having a sedentary lifestyle yes because of the pain yeah yeah you get it i'm before i know it i'm 280 pounds morbidly okay. obese um and i can't climb a flight of stairs without being completely out of breath um so yeah, I saw this video and I'm like, okay, wow. <laughs> right. Um, if that guy can do that, what the hell is my excuse? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had the, I, I still have the benefit of having a physical job that even like I, I had gained a bunch of weight. Well, I, I used to be a cigarette smoker and then mm. when, so obviously when you're a cigarette smoker, most cigarette smokers don't exercise very much. So I just had this physical job and I, would smoke cigarettes and that kept me fairly lean until my metabolism slowed down and then I started to get a little bit chubbier I was like all right well now I'm just sick all the time coughing waking up in the middle of the night I gotta quit the smoking bullshit getting getting two ear infections a year yeah so I quit it and what do you replace cigarettes with fast food and <laughs> yeah and junk and candy so then I ballooned up to about 240 pounds right and was like you know I, this is crazy i got I, it was actually a picture of myself that i saw uh my, my girlfriend took a picture of me with this uh, statue of a, a local hockey legend tim horton hmm. and i don't know i was like doing some kind of a joke where i was posing with tim horton and uh that's not the coffee dude no uh it's named after him yes oh it is oh okay i thought i was being funny Damn. no 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 he was he was around <laughs> first and the the chain was named after him the uh, the Tim Hortons coffee is actually, well, not started here, but in like in the Ontario, Canada area around mm. here, I believe. So, uh, but yes, yeah, so it's the same guy, and oh, so cool. we we have a thousand Tim Hortons franchises around here. I bet. <laughs> but he also played hockey for the Buffalo Sabers, and has his number retired with the team and all that. So there's a statue, and I was posing with him. My girlfriend took a picture, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, my neck is as big as my chin. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> who is that guy? I didn't recognize myself. It's funny how it takes a photograph. We cannot see it in the mirror. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And then when you lose weight, you can't see that in the mirror either. It's weird. Yeah. So then uh, I just started cleaning up my diet and dropped some weight. And 
this also will tie in with with DDP yoga because I had heard several people on Joe Rogan mm. who were were either athletes or or other distance runners and was like you know I never really tried running and I was always a smoker so I was like well that's out of the question but now I'm not a smoker so why not that it seems like a good way to get a ton of exercise in a short amount of time I guess let's give it a shot and I just started doing a little bit a little bit a little bit a little bit and it sort of stuck with me so mm. and now here I am training for my second marathon amazing day but uh, so how long ago did you start with the yoga Oh, and thank you for saying it's amazing. Well, I just love the photos of you with just icy beard as you mm-hmm. get home. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It must get harder because your face gets heavier the more miles you do. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've, I've resorted to wearing a lot of face guards this year, so I haven't had much icy beard problem. But <laughs> yeah. the problem is the beard gets wet from breathing, or the, yeah. the face guard gets wet from breathing on it, and then mm. that turns to ice. <laughs> so <laughs> Start wearing so. a crash helmet. Yeah, it. yeah. That's, <laughs> That's next. <laughs> But yeah, how long ago did you start? Um, well, I was trying to trace this back as to when I first heard it. Because I actually first heard it. It brings this all back to podcasting. Like, everything that's changed my life goes back mm-hmm. to podcasting. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. So on, on the Simply Syndicated Network that we used to be on, um, there was a, a show called Masters of None, who actually have just come back. So here's a little bit of a plug for them. Um, three radio industry guys um, based in New Jersey. Okay. And uh, so they... You know, they were turning their hand to podcasting. Really, they like to call it craft radio because craft beer was on the on the coming up at the time. So <laughs> it's quite quite a good shift. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and they went to I think it was New York Comic Con, and uh, Dallas was there. Okay. So they had him on this mini sode that they did, which took me bloody ages to track down because it's not posted anywhere anymore. Um, and they thought they were going to talk to him about wrestling, and he was actually on there to talk about a movie he was making called Pizza Man. Okay. Um, but of course, who he was talking about was DDP Yoga. And he's yeah. like doing uh, positions on the floor. Of course, we can't see this. They're filming it for YouTube as well. Right. Uh, but this is a podcast. He's going, oh, look at my flexibility now. We're like, okay. <laughs> but he's like, this you know, is great just, radio. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about this, the benefits of it and the strengthening of it and everything else. And he said, um, I designed this for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not too proud to do something like yoga, but the whole flow of yoga has never attracted me. It's not, it's too peaceful and very namaste and all that kind of stuff that's not mm-hmm. me at all and i thought that sounds pretty high energy pretty fun i'm gonna look that up when i get home and then completely forgot didn't mm-hmm. do anything with it and um <laughs> i think it's mike on masters of none he's such a piss-taking bastard it's what they do they're a comedy podcast okay and they take the piss it's this uh, dallas is a fairly intense um character just going yeah you know look at me he says look at look at my forearms when i tense my muscles the dynamic resistance he says you know like arms are like steel and he goes uh, still, yeah. <laughs> and you can hear this joke just go flat as Dallas probably looked at him like, "What?" <laughs> I listened back to it the other week. Oh, it's bloody funny. Anyway, um, yeah. So then I did nothing for a long time, and I, I think it was actually over a year, a year and a half, because that was 2013. I heard that. Okay. <laughs> Which is way, way further back than I remember. Then I saw the Arthur video. Then. Um, I was getting married and just before we had our honeymoon in January, I think, or February, uh, mm-hmm. we went to Miami. So I had it, the kit, I bought the Max Pack, which is a yoga mat and the DVDs, had it ordered and delivered to Lavinia's cousin's place and we were staying with him and it saved me the import duty. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so put it in the suitcase, brought it home. While we were in Miami, that was, I mean, that's my before picture, put it that way. Okay. Um, because I'm like, I'm on honeymoon. I'm going to drink all of your full sugar sodas while I'm there. I'm going to go to IHOP four times 
Yes. Um, and I was huge. Yeah. Uh, so I left it a few months after we got back. I didn't really start it well enough. Then our other friends were getting married and we decided to look good for their wedding, not our own. <laughs> so then we started working on it. I lost about a stone, a stone and a half. Sorry, that's, uh, what's that, 20... Uh, 14 to uh, about 21, 22 pounds. Okay. Um, started to look better. And then after that, as you said earlier, I got ill and then I just stopped. And then I couldn't get my consistency back for like, it was like another year went by. Um, what it was is I heard Dallas was coming to the UK to do a UK tour and do workshops here. And I was sure. like, that is the kick up the arse I need. I'm going yeah. to that London workshop. I'm going to start training. I didn't have long. I had like three weeks to start getting back on with it. Right. Um, what amazed me was having had so much time off when I got back on the mat and started doing the workouts again the conditioning I'd gained from the previous stint uh, was still there so it was just the fitness levels oh, yeah, were down yeah. the flexibility had retained the ability to do the moves mm -hmm. uh, you don't lose it it's incredible yeah, so yeah. I went to this workshop and part of the workshop is he does a Q&A he does his motivational bit and he's like uh, gonna ask the room questions so I'm standing right at the back it's a huge auditorium. It's really tall, and he's stubborn. He doesn't like a, a vocal mic unless he absolutely has to use one. Mm -hmm. So he took it off. So we're really struggling to hear each other in this room. So I thought, I've got to put my best podcaster voice on. And I asked a question along the lines of, I clearly have a long way to go in my own journey. Should I, should I achieve my own goals before I consider teaching, uh, uh, sorry, learning to teach this? Um, mm -hmm. And he just went, what? <laughs> 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 so then, with much less confidence and a much less of a podcaster voice, stammered my way through the question again. My heart rate by this point is like 125, 120, <laughs> something like that, because I get sure. really nervous talking to people I respect. Oh, and yeah. at this point, you've got to understand also, he's just been the guy on my TV, the guy on my app, the guy on my DVDs, on the, and the guy on the stage over there. He doesn't yeah. look that tall from a distance. So I asked my question again. He doesn't hear it. And he goes, you know what? I'm coming to you. And he comes walking through the people towards me. <laughs> and I swear, as he got like two feet away from me, he grew a foot in height. Oh my. <laughs> last two steps, really. Sure. And he looks down at you with these piercing blue eyes. And it's like he's looking into your soul. Um, and he's like, what was your question? <laughs> so out of nerves, I stuck my hand out. And I went, pleased to meet you sir and I made him shake my hand <laughs> <laughs> um, then I asked my question he went right okay then he walked back to the stage he sat down and he answered my question by this point my heart rate's 135 I didn't need a fucking workout um, yeah, right, right. I don't remember a word he said <laughs> my question. so we carried on we did the final workout then at the end everybody queues up to meet him talk to him get something signed and the queue is huge I've got all my motorcycle gear so I'd got changed first I'm like shit that's the end of the queue. And I texted Lavinia and I said, you know, I'm just going to leave. She said, don't you dare. Get in that queue. Right. <laughs> you, you'll kick yourself. It's your chance to meet him. I went, oh, okay. So it took an hour and a half for that queue right. to go down. He spent time with every single person who wanted to talk to him. He took pictures. He recorded things with people. He signed things. That's I'm cool. like, he's going to have to leave. He's going to have to go. I'm going to get, like, be the fourth person from him. It's going to, no, uh, we're going, we're going. Or the gym's going to shut or whatever. Right. Got right up there. I'm the second to last person he spoke to, I think. And I went up and I said, um, I just want to say thank you. My pain levels are down about 67, 60 or 70%. Um, I've got arthritis, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't do exercise. So I just, you know, thank you. It's an amazing system. And he said, oh, that's really great. That's really great. Really think about that certification, man. I was like, holy shit. 
<laughs> that room of a hundred and however many people, he remembered that I had asked him about certification. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's that's impressive right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could tell he cares, right? Yeah, he pays attention. Mm -hmm. He really pays attention, and he has a heart for people. And you could see him talking to people, and some of the stories, like my story, is nothing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. People who are walking and couldn't walk, and, you know, stuff like that. And that's what's inspired me so much about it. Is the reason I wanted to teach it is because. I want to help other people who thought there was nothing for them, who had given up, um, right. and they're just like, well, I can't do that. I'm overweight. I can't do that because I can't walk properly. Yeah. I can't do that. My back's blown out. Um, because this system literally, it, it starts in bed. Right. First three workouts, you can do them in bed. And then nice. if you can do those, you can keep doing those until you're strong enough to sit in a chair and then do the next five workouts that you do in a chair. Then you do the one standing up holding a chair. Um, there are workouts on the system um, taught by Zach Gowan, who is, I think, the only ever WWE wrestler with uh, an amputation Okay. Uh, from the hip. And he actually, there's pictures of him diving backwards off the ropes and sort of hitting people with his prosthetic leg and stuff like that. I mean, nice. uh, amazingly inspiring character. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's what hooked me in, really. But from that point on, I, I came out of there just absolutely buzzing. As soon sure, as we yeah. together, I signed up for certification, and then by August the next year, so before a year had passed from that workshop, I was a okay. instructor. No, that's cool. So. Uh, so now that you have become certified to do it, and I had seen on, on your Instagram for your program and stuff that you actually are teaching classes and stuff. Now, how does that how does that work? Do you have to like kind of find your own places to do this and build your own? people do you get put into a database where people reach out to you by trying to find someone in the local area well that was what i thought would happen yes <laughs> <laughs> so we have a challenge here in the uk um ddpy is still very young here okay it is not a household name by any stretch um the, we said we got good turnouts at the workshops but that's always a little bit artificial because there's always going to be a certain number who've turned up because they're wrestling fans and they want to see dallas okay Yes. So I don't know what the true numbers are for people doing it. Now, I am the first qualified instructor within the London area, basically. Okay. There's, there's no one within an hour and a half of me. Okay. So that means uh, there are more people living in London than there are in the whole of Finland. Okay. <laughs> so I was thinking a fair percentage of those people probably do DDPY and would love to come to a class. Sure. So I put out ads you know on the on the main ddpy groups and all this kind of thing and i've done marketing and instagram and facebook i'm trying to get it out there i've not had a single person i think i have one person who already knew about the program come to one of my classes <laughs> um so i guess i guess if people are already doing something and they're used to their own way of doing it then maybe it's less appealing to them to go join a class if they're already comfortable doing it at home i suppose i i think if the class isn't within two miles three miles of their house generally mm -hmm. They're not going to pitch up, uh, which I found weird because I got to the point. Where obviously, you could do this system at home. You could download yes. the app, and that's the whole thing. And yeah, I'm not trying to take business away from that. There, there are people who just can't get motivated or don't have space at home who want yes. classes. Um, but w with those, I got to that point with my own training. I was like, I wanted to go to a class, see sure. like-minded people, get that community feel, whatever. And I reached out to Hayden Walden, who is. Um, the head of certification for DDPY worldwide. Um, well, I didn't realize he's based in Bognor Regis, which is in the south of England, which is only an hour and a half from me. Mm -hmm. um, but it, <laughs> it, 
he had just been poached by Dallas. So basically, he'd done his certification. He'd gone to Atlanta to this meeting thing I'm going to next week. And he basically said, I want him to work for me. And he, he, he badgered him. He said, come and work, come and work for me. And he literally just shut all his classes up sticks and left and gone to Atlanta, just as I emailed to say, really interested in coming to one of your classes. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> I mean... Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I, there's, I think... I think there's eight certified instructors in the whole of the UK um, okay. compared to a lot more in the States. Obviously, the more spread out in the States, you're in a bigger place. Right. Um, but we we have a thing where we need to build this as a brand. You know, Dallas says he wants DDPY to be the most trusted fitness brand on the planet. Right. So right. He didn't say the biggest. He didn't say the most successful. Yeah. He said the most trusted. So right. What yeah, there's say, a lot of bullshit out there. Exactly. This isn't a flash in the pan get quick get fit quick i suppose fitness scheme it's, right, right. it's a thing that works for flexibility building core strength um weight loss is a side effect sure people are overweight it really is it wasn't designed for that so right, right. We, we can just be genuine about it and it always sounds like a sales pitch it sounds like i'm doing one now it's just the people who do it are passionate about it because it's real there's no bullshit because right. i don't do bullshit like if something's fatty or gimmicky I, I don't buy into that i will scour the internet for negative reports before yeah, i sign yeah. up for anything now um how do the with the workouts uh you know obviously you said that they start out very simple like mm. anything would um is there when when you get up to i don't you know whatever the the highest level to to diamond level i suppose right yeah i don't know if that's the highest tier but <laughs> it would make sense right yeah uh, extreme psycho is actually the <laughs> okay. top level of workouts yeah uh what would like a, a regular program be would you work out several days a week every day of the week um is it like a different workout every time that just does a different arrangement of the maneuvers because i've done i did like a month of this uh vinyasa yoga which is fairly it's a little bit similar to what you have in, in your program i think where it's kind of a flow yoga you know you're going from one thing to the next it's not like it's not uh i'm sure as intense as the one that you're doing but uh it, it was always a different workout every day where i know some of them like isn't that uh that hot yoga thing it's it's like the same workout every time i don't know to be honest um yeah I, i'm not sure I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to disrespect yoga as a as a form of exercise um mm -hmm. but I mean, so a lot of people do this. They're either yoga instructors already, and then they branch out into this, or they do this, and then they want to become a yoga instructor. Okay. Uh, I do not have that interest. I see this as its own thing. It is right. completely separate. Um, Dallas is trying to step back from the yoga thing now. He had to do that to get the brand to build. And there right. is, there's a familiarity with the word yoga. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. And this is obviously based on yoga positions as a foundation. So it's right. familiar to people. Oh, this is this move. This is this move. It's like, yeah, but we don't call it that. It's either based on a wrestling name or an American uh -huh. football name. Right, <laughs> you know, right. Because it, it was initially it was designed to appeal to guys. Um, right. <laughs> way more women do it than guys. Um, so how so, often would you do workouts when you get to where you're... At, at your level, I guess, where you're maybe not at the top of the food chain, but you're you're obviously pretty high up in, in your advancement of it because you're an instructor and you know what you're doing. So Yeah, I mean, I still follow the actual app workouts fairly regularly. Um, and you just get to know the system and what's there. So you, I do what's called a custom workout. So I just pick a workout and do it per day. Um, okay. When you first start out, there's beginner levels, intermediate and advanced. It is repetitive at the start because it makes you learn the moves. So, oh yeah, there's, yeah. There's a diamond dozen, which is 13 moves. <laughs> um, <Baker's laughs> dozen. 
So yes. you have to do that a couple of times. And then there's uh, a workout called Energy, which is the first one that sequences those moves into a flow workout, um, which is where it gets a bit closer to sort of a traditional yoga workout, but mm-hmm. with our little flair on it. Um, and then you, you have to do those two for a few weeks because I made this mistake when I started. The next one up is called Fat Burner. And the, the idea of that is we wear heart rate monitors and we try and keep our heart rate in the fat burning zone okay. uh, for maximum efficiency of workout and making sure we don't overdo it. Right. And uh, I, I got a bit bored of doing the same two workouts after about two weeks because this whole me, the new thing, the new thing, the new thing. Yes. I was staying at the hotel, so right, I'm going to do fat burner tonight. And I put it on and I nearly passed out halfway through the workout. <laughs> where, where I'm at now, um, if I'm ill or I'm injured or... I'm in some way incapacitated slightly. Fat burner is uh, an easy, light workout for me to do. Okay. So th- that's how much you sort of progress. <laughs> um, sure. I mean, I can do any workout. In the, I mean, that's the beauty. Anybody can actually do any workout in the system because we focus so much on modifications and making it making it. Yeah, it's, is the yeah it's, it's a, like a scaled workout. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you want to be able to do the challenging stuff. So yeah. When you bought the DVDs, one of them came out. And it was the ex- it was extreme and like a skull and crossbones on it, and it was like, "Don't open this until you're amazing," sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so I stayed away from it for a long time, for a long time. And right. the extreme psycho workout is by far the hardest one. And I could do that workout, but there's still like three moves in it I cannot do. Right, uh, I'm just not strong enough yet. And I look forward to the day I can do it unmodified. As it's a bit of a goal for some people. There are physical limitations; they'll never be able to do it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah, not it just sure. Depends on your your uh, level coming into it. Obviously, if you already have injuries or limitations or something that are holding you back from that as well. So yeah, but the game uh, for me was when they designed the app. So the app is on the phone, and right. there's constantly new workouts being put into it. Oh so yeah, yeah. Paying like a monthly subscription, but because mm-hmm. the performance center is running as a business week in week out, and they're teaching all the time, they will do x many recordings a week and put those workouts out as live workouts every week nice and then they get added to the list and then you can go back and do them again you can save them as favorites and obviously the system's developing as well it's with they're creating new levels of um, oh, yeah, yeah. workouts moves um there's you know there's, there's going to be more coming it's continually evolving so the app mm-hmm. is a really organic thing so it's, it's really good well yeah and that's i think the where the trustworthy part comes in with it is it's not that they just invented something and they go here you go and then they just sit back and collect their checks it's yeah. constantly evolving mm. to me that it seems whether it's uh, the the thing that you're doing or the thing that i'm doing th- this is like a lifestyle it's not so much a, a fad or a get whatever result quick mm. like you can't just up and start running 10 miles you can't just up and start doing the fat burning workout in ddp yoga like you have to mm. you have to choose to commit to that lifestyle and then you get there eventually you yeah know? and then once you get to that point then you don't want to you don't want to fall back from that plateau you want to climb up higher if you can you know yeah i mean so, dallas always says he gets out of bed every morning and he does this because he has to because the reason he de- developed this system is because yes. he busted two discs in his lower back mm-hmm. so basically he says, if I don't do this, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't get out of bed and stretch, his back just seizes up. Sure, sure. And if he didn't do anything for five days, he'd probably find it hard to walk. Sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've, I've been, that's been another thing that I've had to really get myself back into is is recovery stretching. Just because uh, I've had some like hip flexor, 
hip flexor problems, which right. is a pretty important part of running to have a yeah. good hip flexor. So I've been seeing kind of a, a sports medicine type doctor, and, and he's been giving me a lot of uh, just extra work type of things and, and stretchy type stuff and a little bit of stuff that I knew from just doing some some basic YouTube yoga type stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. Even you know, with stretching, I, I feel like that's one of those things you just kind of move around and you go, oh, that I, that feels like that's stretching that. Okay, let's do that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of easy to figure out stretching. Well, I mean, that's the thing that's fixed me probably more than the strength stuff in this it's just the moving the joints in like so i talked about yes. my posture and my badly deformed shoulder yeah uh, my my posture's completely changed right um, right hayden who's say director of certification he had he was overweight he had very bad posture he's also got dyspraxia okay um, which makes sort of balancing things very hard you know yeah. brain doesn't calculate these sort of things properly um and you want to see the stuff he can do now um, but he said he was in the shower one day after he'd been doing it a few months. Looked over the top of like the shower curtain. He's like, I can see you. <laughs> to his wife, she's like, he said, Has someone lowered the shower curtain? She says, No, your posture's improved. You're now about an inch and a half taller. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. Oh, that's that's another tough one too. It's just hard to make yourself get into the the proper position. Mm. And and just stretching alone is boring. Like nobody like that's that's the thing for me. I don't. I just ran. I don't feel like stretching for an hour or half an yeah. hour. I don't want to do that. It's boring. Just laying on the floor, holding these positions. Fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know that's that's the problem is you have to. If you want to do the stuff you want to do, you have to do the stuff that you don't necessarily want to do as well to be able to keep it going. Just like the the diet stuff you know i know that's a big part of ddp as well is is there's a dietary component to it it's not all just it's not just all working out it's you also have to make that lifestyle change of of committing to the the dietary not i guess there's some restrictions right it's not it's not super restrictive but well i mean it's it it comes as part of the program and there are three there are three phases you can choose to follow um, yes, but it, that's just Dallas saying, "Look, this is what I think works. This is what worked for me. This is what worked for Arthur Borman. Obviously, he's our our greatest <laughs> uh, yes. example of what DDPY can do for someone." Um, personally, I'm like, "Well, those phases I would find very hard to live with." Um, so I've I've done experimentation where I, my diet's concerned. Um, but it is true that if you are obese, then you're probably insulin resistant, which means you if you want the results and you want to lose the weight exercise will get you so far yes. um, and people ask me okay i want help with the exercise whatever and diet and i go don't attack them both at first don't uh, at once um yeah, yeah. So you come to me about the exercise let's focus on the exercise let's get you moving let's get you feeling better mm-hmm. because exercise and obviously all of this is focused on spinal movement forwards backwards side to side get that spinal fluid flowing get the hormones moving around your body better getting you feeling better Mm-hmm. then you want to eat better because you're already feeling better and sure sure for me it all comes from that and that's what happened for me so all i did was cut down on refined sugar mm-hmm. and i tried to stop going to so many drive throughs <laughs> that was all i moderated really right i still ate my fried breakfasts i still had crisps and chips and whatever you know i ate what i wanted at meal times right, um, right. but i knocked the kfc on the head of too much of that too much burger king <laughs> too much mcdonald's um yes got well, off yeah, sugary the, the... drinks the uh, saying is that you can't outrun a bad diet, or I guess you can't outwork out a bad diet. Yeah, outtrain a bad diet. Yeah, we, but, we yeah. say exactly that. <laughs> and they say, I mean, my most recent vlog was about diet, and I say in that one, look, they say it's 80-20. If you look it up on the internet, you'll see 80-20. 80, 
80 diet, 20 exercise. Uh, and I sort of said, look, I, I think with DDPY, it's more 40-60. Right. And it's 40% the exercise, 60% the diet. Now, I don't mean that in terms of actual work. What I mean is, in terms of your mental state, Okay. I think it has more of an impact on your mm-hmm. diet in that it makes you want to stop eating the shit because it makes right. you feel better. So it's a, it gives you a bit more of a boost on that side. It makes it... so. I guess what I'm trying to say is instead of it feeling like 80% of the effort you're putting in is on your diet, it mm-hmm. feels like you're only putting in 60% of effort on your diet right? because the rest of it's coming so much easier. That's my personal experience. Um, and that's how I see it. And then that pushed me into things like intermittent fasting, which is an absolute breakthrough for people with insulin resistance. Um, I just read a fantastic book <clears throat> by Dr. Jason Fung called The Obesity Code. And if you want someone to break down why are you overweight mm-hmm. and what is wrong with a standard american diet that that's the book you should get because mm-hmm. it's not over sciencey but it's just sciencey enough and it yes, just goes yeah. through step by step why do calorie restriction why does eat less move more not work yeah yeah it gets to a point and people put the weight back on oh, um, yeah, yeah. you know and it explains all of that right um and how insulin resistance builds and why are you insulin resistant and the effects of cortisol and things like that and sleep and it, it's just a really well-constructed book to help people understand that. So, I mean, that's my new thing that I'm sort of sharing with people, really, if they want to attack that side of things. And then there's once you've read that book, there's four different ways you could attack it to try and solve your insulin resistance. So, like, all my life, I've watched my mother yo-yo diet, and she, she's the ex- living exemplification of this book, sadly, in that she would lose a load of weight and put it back on, lose a load of weight put it back on, because right. she never changed her brain's fixed weight your brain thinks you are a certain weight and will do everything to keep you at that weight. You've got to be able yeah, to swing yeah. that pendulum in one direction or the other. Easy right. to swing it up if you do nothing but keep your insulin levels high. Your set sure. weight will go up. Bringing that set weight back down, much harder. But it is Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I had sort of the opposite where I just tried to clean up my diet first and it wasn't doing enough for me. So I needed some exercise. I needed to do something besides just changing the diet. Mm-hmm. Because even with a physical job, it was like my body just got used to yeah. that amount of calorie burn every day to where it wasn't really a, a, a huge effect. You know, it made me lose some weight to, to clean it up. I started to feel better, obviously, but I really had to have that extra push to get even more off. And I I have a pretty good diet. I would say compared to most people, my diet's pretty good. I, I do eat a, a lot of treats, but I also eat, I, I eat healthy at least like 70% of the time. All right. <laughs> it's 70, 80% of the time. And then about 20% of the stuff I eat is, you know, either some kind of, uh, what we call them chips or, or, uh, you know, uh, cookies or stuff like that. You know, mm. I, I do like to have my treats. Oh, I love my treats. And I, I, there are a lot of people who live this sort of lifestyle and they're like, you know, I'll never eat carbohydrates again. I'm like, well, you're on your own with that one. Uh, yes. The thing yeah. is now I plan sensibly and, I found a lifestyle I can live with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm eating foods I enjoy still. Yes, yes I'm, yeah. I, I'm doing carb restriction. That's my thing because I'm trying to, I'm trying to fix my insulin resistance. If I yes. can fix that, then I can start to eat a more open, balanced diet. But what I've sure, learned sure. from this book is it's not about necessarily what you're eating; it's when you're eating it and how often you're eating it. And right. the food industry, look on the shelf when you go into any supermarket. How many right. snack foods are there? Why do we need right. snacks? We shouldn't need snacks. If you're yeah. having three meals a day, not that you need three meals a day, but if you're going to have three meals a day, right. eat the meal, leave it till you're hungry, then eat the next meal. 
leave right. until you're hungry, eat the next meal, don't eat until the next breakfast. Yeah, yeah. But we've got 11Zs, we've got crisps, like, and we're constantly, constantly eating. So the insulin levels are never coming down. And right, the insulin right. builds and builds and builds, and that is how obesity starts. Sure. And once you've got obesity, it's then really easy to get much, much bigger and much, much harder to come back the other way. Right. And we blame the people for eating the wrong foods and not doing enough physical exercise. Yeah. Um, where really all we should be looking at is how much are they eating and how often are they eating it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I probably eat like four times a day. Mm. But I also do, mo- most days I do a 12-hour intermittent fast as well. I do yeah. 12 and 12. But then if the only time I, the, when I have to break it is when I... When, when I'm going to run, I try not to eat for two, three hours beforehand just because of the stomach sloshing and whatever kind of fucks oh, yeah. you up. So yes. <laughs> so I, I try to limit that. And in that case, it's hard to get all of the calories in that I want mm. when I'm, I'm limited to like a two-hour window to, to have everything I want. So. Yeah. so it's hard to get all of those calories in in that short window. So sometimes I have to break it a little outside of the 12 hours. But yeah, I... I I've found that really is a helpful tool mm. and well, it also to reset, doesn't it? So the insulin levels drop off and then Yeah, and, and you also start to kind of as you eat healthier things, I feel like you 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 start to enjoy them more too. Like I I love to have a a good salad, a good homemade salad. I cut up all my own vegetables and make this giant bowl of salad and put some kind of, you know, fairly healthy dressing, maybe a little bit unhealthy dressing on it. Put a bunch of cool shit in there and and i'm like this is great i love this yes yeah i'm the same and it's it's loaded with all antioxidants and vitamins and nutrients and minerals and yeah you get a bit geeky about it don't you <laughs> so, mm-hmm. i mean i've become oh, yeah, quite yeah. food nerdy recently and i it's it's all been through my own human experimentation i mean i yes yeah, I, say, I, I cut stuff too. out then i wanted to i plateaued so like well i want to try i tried meal replacement so sure. i, I use herbalife for a while and i got some pretty good results but okay. again my body wanted to swing back to its mm-hmm. set weight i could see it happening um so it was a real fight and then introduced the intermittent fasting but that that naturally leads into the the idea of using fat as energy rather than sugar right and, and that was a, a an absolute eye-opener for me and sure sure i i remember close to this time last year i did a a charity thing for a friend of mine who broken his back basically mm-hmm. um and I did eight hours of DDP yoga in one day. Yeah, I want um, to say it was right at the time that I was doing the marathon last year. It was, which was yes, like it was, wasn't May. it? Well, yeah. I know it's in May when I, but the marathon's the same time every year, so. Mm. I want to say it was around that time, because I know we were talking about how we both had, like, the biggest challenge of our life coming up at the same time, yes. so. Well, you gave us <laughs> advice on, um, you know, keeping keeping going as well, didn't you? And, mm. and obviously that was a big concern, was the keeping the energy levels there to, to, okay. so that you don't crash. Um, yeah, yeah. Hayden gave me some amazing advice on I was going to have certain breaks. He says, no, don't don't stop from any more than 20 minutes. Right. And don't sit down. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The minute you stop, you're, it's over. Right. Um, just keep it going. And, you know, it was okay, but I used, I, I carb-loaded the night before. I had two massive bowls of pasta. Um, right. I was eating bananas. I had shakes. I had uh, sugar gels, dextrose tablets, things like yeah. that to just keep, yeah. because I was burning sugar for fuel and i knew i was right um i i at some point want to do it again and right. i'm going to do it one day fasted nice yeah that's cool because once you fat adapt which mm-hmm. is what i am now because i eat about 70 percent fat each day um okay. you 
the idea is that you will never run out of fuel. And I know a lot of triathletes and uh, long distance runners are playing with this idea that yeah, yeah. you never hit the wall. Mm. Right. Yeah, the problem is most of those people don't have a lot of body fat to begin with. Oh, so yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then they, they start running out. Someone like me, well, according to my, my silly scale that I have that reads it through the bottom of your feet, my body fat is right around 13%. I'm right at the border, oh, a little low. over, yeah, like 13 to 14, which is, I'm right at the border of like, on that tier, it's not athlete. Like, I think 13 and under is athlete, and I'm right above athlete. Okay. So... I'm at the bottom of acceptable, and I'm above athlete. So, <laughs> still, if you did eight hours of yoga with thirteen percent, you're still going to have like eleven percent left at the end of it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's everyone's got the fat reserve. Most. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got the fat reserves to play with. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, most whole... of the uh, most of the professional runners have much less than I do. So. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> those guys, yeah. Um, but you know, this whole myth about your body will strip muscle for fuel. It, it that, that will happen when you're like down to one percent body fat right um, right you know so th those people yeah pre maybe not for them but for someone like me it's like it's got mm -hmm. to be worth a shot so <laughs> see oh yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah. so what is the future for for you and and with this program and uh i know obviously you have in the immediate future you have this big convention coming up which you're mm. sort of half expecting that they're going to call you up on stage to perform oh i yeah uh, class but uh no, it's on. The... It's, I'm on the schedule. It's happening. <laughs> oh, nice. What's the uh, the longer term, uh, at least goal for for this? Um, the, the the main the most immediate goal is to is to get the word out. Um, so mm -hmm. sort of beyond my own classes and getting numbers up and getting trusted in my local area. Um, right. I want to be there and available for the brand nationally, right. and I want to see DDPY grow as a trusted exercise system within the uk right. um the long-term goal is i want to introduce it then to spain nice <laughs> so. yeah which I, I saw that now that your wife is certified you had said that she was the first uh the first spaniard to be certified right she is yeah uh, but unfortunately I know we don't live there <laughs> so. yeah well at least at least she has an in right yeah and she knows so. the language <laughs> which is a good start mine is yeah that's a good poor. start <laughs> so. absolutely yeah so that's the long-term goal really um, sure, sure. Then obviously, if we've if we've worked, been able to work here with DDPY and see how it's done in the UK, then you know maybe there's techniques we could use uh, right. to try and do the same thing in Spain. I I've picked the hardest route possible with my classes. What most people do, they're either fitness instructors already, or they do some kind of personal training, um, right. and then they go to a gym and they get on the roster at a gym. So mm -hmm. they've already got people coming in, but those people are already going to the gym, and my goal with this was to set up i use a church hall locally twice a week right and i'm and i'm trying to be there and be available for people who either won't set foot in the gym aren't comfortable right, in the right, rooms, right. think it's too intimidating to go to a gym and oh I'm yeah like, that's a big thing for people that are out of shape yeah um but the struggle is unfortunately because i'm targeting those people it's just as hard to get them to come into my classes <laughs> as well yeah um, right so i've got to find whatever the magic pill is for that and not a lot of people have done it this way around so I'm, sure. i sure it's a bit of an uphill battle it's picking up momentum now i've got people coming back they're starting nice. to tell their friends um and i think at some point this year it's just going to kick off sure sure and yeah, who we'll... wants to do stuff the easy way that's boring <laughs> well, exactly. so i like a challenge <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah and absolutely along with that i'm also training for my level two certification which allows me to teach 
uh, a lot more moves and sequence my own workouts. Um, and then when when levels come above that, I'll, I'll do those as well. And I do want to focus very much on um, sort of the what they would call the rebuild side of it with the app right? in helping people a lot more infirm, you know, so people with sure, limbs sure. missing or visually impaired or, you know, anything really. Um, I want to start being available to those kinds of people. Absolutely. More. I mean, hey, nobody can be mad at you for not putting out as many podcasts because you're busy doing this kind of thing. <laughs> I hope not. So, they're like, damn it, would you just sit home and watch some fucking movies and talk about them? Stop doing this exercise trying to help people bullshit. You know, what kind of an asshole is going to say that? Well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> Send your comments too. <laughs> But uh, as far as podcasting, I know you guys with the uh, the OCD podcast, you've been getting that going a little bit. Yeah, again. trying to get the the regularity back up. With sure, sure. Which that's a lot of fun because I, I obviously I know all three of you guys. I've had all three of you on my show in one form or another, <laughs> and I've I've been on the other two guys' shows at least once. So I'm consider you guys all my friends. So it's nice to hear the three of you get together and kind of do your thing like that. It's uh, just be generally disrespectful to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a good time for friends. Uh, we love it. Uh, to be honest, like if it was if it was based on just our, our friendship and an excuse to talk to each other, we'd be doing a show weekly. It's just that the way our lives are, it just it's just not not yeah, possibility. Yeah. If, if we we're in the same town, yeah, sure, we'd, sure. we'd be just drinking up every week and talking bollocks. And oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I know. <laughs> I know the witch is is quite busy himself these days too. So yeah, he. Uh... He, like I said before, he has, has had some scheduling issues with, I was going to be on his show like a week ago and then something came up and then we had to postpone. So yeah. that is coming up soon though. Cool. But, uh, I've got one coming up with him as well. So I'm looking forward to what's, that. <laughs> nice, nice. What's the, what's the future for you, uh, besides just, you know, kind of keeping that going. Do you guys have any talks or anything about getting the other show going again? Or I know you've done some kind of like solo ones with that. Are you going to do any more of those or just kind of whenever it happens it happens yeah i mean i'm actually thinking with pot of horrors um i do want to start getting some output with just me right. and me bringing in people for interviews like like uh, with you and duncan court and people like that and Bo. Um, sure sure so i i i want to get those going again which is the beers for boz series sure um i i let my two minutes of death go away i, I like doing those i've got to be inspired for those um sure sure because they're just two little two minute little shows but they're quite heavily edited so <laughs> um, I've got to be inspired to take the piss out of something normally for that to happen. Yes. Um, I do want to start doing more film reviews type shows. Um, obviously, the festival reviews I will always do. Um, unfortunately, this year I missed Fright Fest in Glasgow, which is one of my usual yearly appointments, uh, right. basically because this trip to Atlanta came up. So I, I couldn't afford to do both, unfortunately. And, you know, one was unfortunately trumped very much by the other because it was <laughs> quite an honor to be invited. So. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have a choice about going to that. So, <laughs> um, but Fright Fest summer is a, is a fixture in my diary. Everybody knows that the bank holiday summer weekend bosses off the grid. <laughs> he is in a cinema yeah. in Soho in London. <laughs> so. Well, and, and like we had said before, anything that you have passion for, you, you're not going to ultimately just let it die if you can avoid that any way possible. So, mm. I think you know eventually you find a way to make it work, whether it's you doing things sporadically or one of the other hosts doing things sporadically and as, as far as the movie reviewing you know when when we had you on our show we had really 
were really still pretty green at that point. I think it was like a few months after we had started. It was like our new kids on the block. <laughs> sixth sixth episode maybe, and I think I think the next one is twenty nine. Plus all the other bullshit that I do on the side, like these shows and the interview ones. So oh yeah, well I'm somewhere somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty something now. Yeah, amazing work but, output. Thank you, thank you. It's uh, become a little bit of an obsession, so that's one of those things where it's uh, it's become my secondary thing after after the running. That's what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, just having you as as a a guest to to review the movie back then was great because you had been doing it for so long, and to get guys like you and Bo were some of our early guests that really were. It was it was nice for us because it made us feel like we uh were accepted i guess you know like hmm. as as the new guys doing the thing and then the guys that have been doing it forever are like yeah i'll come on your show and 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 give you the time and stuff and it just makes you feel cool like I'm, I'm one of the group you know yeah and i that's absolutely the way it should be and i hope it continues to be that way for a long yes, time yeah, yeah. and obviously when when we all started out we had people do similar for us so it's that whole absolutely yeah pay it forward thing and you know yeah, yeah, and now I'm trying to do the same as well. So, it it does it does go full circle, and when when you do it to people, then they end up. A lot of people will end up kind of taking that into their consideration for the future, mm. and they remember being that person. So, yeah, and uh, we definitely will will have to try to plan to have you come on to to review some different movies with us. I will edit anytime, so you know me. I in fact, this is I, I love having this opportunity now because. Uh, basically, you've got to edit this, not me, because it's always the editing that <laughs> makes it difficult to get shows out. So I will, yeah, I yeah. will turn up and talk on someone's podcast very happily. Um, oh yeah, that's the best part of guest spots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's an honor to be able to do it again. I can't believe it's been a year, but uh, yeah, it's been so. a busy year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I think with us being so new at the time, we did a few guest shows, and then we kind of backed off of the guest spot thing because we wanted to we wanted to kind of test that and then get more comfortable with doing our own stuff and we came up with some more complex ideas that were just harder to incorporate someone into mm. you know the more detailed of how you want to run the show and the more people you get involved in it then it gets harder to stay on track so we had some <laughs> stuff where we really had to kind of stay on track and you start getting three four people in the mix and then it's real easy to get way off track so yeah yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Which those are fun too, but when you have a, a specific goal in mind, you want to make sure that you can stay on track. So absolutely. And, and so I, now we've we've yeah, gotten and, more used to it, and we're trying to format that to be a little bit more of a, a guest friendly show again. So okay, cool. As I was going to say, the the independent podcast, you know, it's, we we were here first. <laughs> we right, started. Right. We were doing this before the celebrities came along and sort of made. Like every celebrity, for you'd listen to their shows and they'd have a celebrity guest friend on, and they go, "Hey, you should do a podcast." And you know, before you know, it, they've got a podcast, and it's it sort yes, of yeah. it, they, they sort of took it over, and they're the only ones that anybody really pays attention to if they're coming to podcast. Sure, sure. As a new well, media, they're just cannibalizing themselves anyway. So <laughs> yeah, ultimately, right? Because the people that are listening to you know Johnny Comedy on his podcast isn't probably listening to a horror podcast also it might be but mm. less likely than unless it's joe rogan which everyone listens to joe rogan regardless of what they're into yeah because he just has so many different people on like diamond dallas page yeah it was a good show wasn't it so yes that was a good one i, I, I did listen to that the author video made him cry i was like i know i didn't see that coming <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i understand it did the same to me <laughs> so, oh yeah 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 well and and that's the thing with 
being on his show, it lends to the credibility of the program because he will not just have somebody come on to plug some bullshit that he doesn't think has some legitimacy. Yeah. Or if, if he has them come on, he's going to come on to ask a lot of questions and really pick them apart and try and prove them wrong, I guess, you know? Mm, absolutely. But uh, in, in the meantime, why don't you, if you want to plug anything as far as for the the program where people can keep up with you, um, if anyone happens to be in the UK that's listening and wants to know where they can find your classes or information on those, mm. uh, you know, feel free to plug anything you wish here. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, a little pot of horrors. Um, your best bet is just to go on like, your podcatcher and download some shows. Uh, we do have a Facebook group, uh, The Little Pod of Horrors, um, right. and a page. So that's probably where we're most active. Don't really use Twitter much. A um, little bit on Instagram, same name. Uh, obviously, Obsessive Cinema Discourse on Legion, the Mighty Legion Podcast Network. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, again, we have a Facebook group, probably the best place to get us there. I don't think we've ever had an email. Apparently, we have an email <laughs> address, but I can never remember what it is. I'm going to get hate from court for this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> eh, nobody emails anyways. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's, it's easier other ways. Um, <laughs> and yeah, if you have any interest in um, the DDP yoga thing, you obviously find it for yourself. You can download it on the phone if it's a system you're looking to do at home. If you are in the UK and interested in my classes uh, or just want to read my story or see my blog posts or any of that, I've got a website which is backontrackliving.com. So right. uh, check it out. I've got a really cool logo. So just come on here to look at that. Yeah. Um, and you also have an Instagram and stuff too, right? For it. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is probably the same back on track living. <laughs> I'm not thinking of that. Sorry. Uh, yes, I believe mainly, it is. I'll mainly Facebook. I'll make sure that I put it in the uh, in the notes when it you know when I post it on Facebook and whatever too. Well, but the website sure if, links to. I'm sure if they else. Google it, they can find it. Yeah. Um, interestingly, the the logo I have is like a Hulk character because what the 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 key move in well sorry the key move the move we do the most in DDP yoga is obviously the diamond cutter which mm -hmm. is, was obviously Dallas's finishing move when he was arrested. Right. So you bring up the diamond over your head, you bring your arms out to a T, but then you clench your fists. And in honor of Hulk Hogan, we Hulk it up! <laughs> okay, so my logo is a Hulk hulking up. That's um, awesome. A lot of people think it's a bit too aggressive, but it's like, dude, I do a fucking horror podcast. I'm a horror fan. It's Frankenstein. He, It's DDP yoga's about putting bodies back together. Yeah? Yeah. This... This whole idea, just as a ball, was just dumped in my friend's lap, <laughs> and he created me that logo. I did yeah, well, change. It's supposed to be the badass version of yoga, right? Yeah, I think so. And obviously, back on track ties into the fact I'm a motorcyclist, mad keen motorcyclist. Hence, there's a checkered flag in the background. He's got right. a headlight around his neck as a medallion. Um, so he's brought all of that into this one image, and he just said, "What do you think of this?" And I went, "It's perfect." Honestly, I. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get him to change anything um nice and i'm really yeah it is a cool logo i love it and, and i'm so lucky to have it and i just want to give a shout out to bob molesworth he's been a friend of mine since i was wow, 15 14 something like that in school and nice. he was the weird horror loving uh goth looking art kid who made geiger type sculptures out of chicken wire and papier-mâché and everyone thought mm -hmm. he was weird and all he ever did was art and now he he does clone wars comic books he does uh, oh, nice. Lego comic books. Um, he's That's very, cool. very well respected in the comic book community. But he also did my logo for the Little Pot of Horrors and the pentagram we have as well. So beautiful. He's an amazing guy, and I just want to thank him for that because it, it's amazing. <laughs> there Perfect. we go. Plugs done. 
Excellent. Well, and anyone that's listening to the show knows where to find this. And anything else that I have to plug, I will do in the intro, which is recorded separately. So I will take the opportunity to thank you for coming on to kind of tell your story and just kind of explain what what the program is for people that maybe have heard some things or don't know that much about it. And hopefully, you know, we get the influence to a couple more people to give it a try and get back on track. Cool. <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Anytime I can make an excuse to talk with you, I will in the future. And uh, thanks to anyone who's listening. And we'll say goodbye and have a good night. Hook it up. Hook it up. Hook it up.